you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, March 20th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, it was an action-packed weekend with the beginning of March Madness, so let's go ahead and get it started. We're going to start with a little bit of baseball as spring training is wrapping up. Opening day is actually next week, next Thursday on March 30th, so just 10 days away. And with that, Team USA is in the final of the World Baseball Classic. United States put on a clinic last night against Cuba, winning 14-2 to to go into the final to play the winner of tonight's game. That will be Japan versus Mexico. Japan and the United States are no stranger to the final in this classic. United States is actually defending champ from last time, but Mexico is a first-time Final Four team. Moving along to NBA basketball, John Morant has been suspended for eight games due to detrimental behavior to the team. No surprise after last week when I talked about how he had a gun at a Colorado bar. The team is hopeful, though, that he will rejoin the Grizzlies this week on Wednesday for their game versus the Rockets. The Bulls' Lonzo Ball is in for his third knee surgery today on Monday. He has undergone cartilage transplant surgery on his left knee. So this should give him the best chance to play in the NBA moving forward, according to his coach. Not exactly a sunny disposition there. Also, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, is looking to sell his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. He had paid $275 million for the stake in 2010. This sale would end his 13-year run as the owner. And, of course, now moving on to March Madness NCAA basketball. Again, I do not cover the NIT tournament nor the um, CIB tournament. I am one person. I only have time to cover the big ones. So March Madness certainly lived up to its name. I know even though I cannot play for money because I work in college athletics, I personally submitted a um, bracket and went 0-3 to start the tournament. So thus my 
big disclaimer on my March Madness tips and tricks. Again, make them at your own risk because obviously I am not the right person to be giving you advice. The first huge upset was number four UVA losing to number 13 Furman on a last minute steal. UVA looked to have it basically in the bag. They were winning, but barely. And then Furman just stole it out of the air. Furman has not been in the tournament for 43 years and turns around and upsets UVA in round one. That was not even the biggest upset of day one, though, as number 15, Princeton, beat number two, Arizona, for only the 11th time in history that a 2v15 matchup has come to fruition. It is the third year straight, though, that we have seen a number 15 upset a number two. Princeton had not won a game since 1998 until that one, and it happened to be against the champion I picked. So I was out pretty much immediately. Late night day one, also number 10 seed Penn State upset number seven Texas A&M, and that would leave day one with fewer than 800 perfect brackets left of the 20 million that were submitted. After day two, there would be zero. And that is thanks mainly to number 16, Farley Davidson, beating number one, Purdue. That was only the second time ever a 16 seed took down a number one seed. Number eight, Memphis lost to number nine, FAU. So after round one, we had no perfect brackets left. That was completely done after Purdue's loss. So that crazy 16 versus a number one upset and a 15 versus a number two upset pretty much does everyone in. And if it wasn't those two games, it was the others because there are zero perfect brackets left. So let round two commence. If your champion is still in, you were better than most of us. <laughs> and the craziness continued. Game one was another upset by number 13 Furman, this time over number five San Diego State. Number eight Arkansas then upset defending champion number one Kansas. That leaves only two number one seeds left. Number 15, Princeton continued to wreck shop, this time beating number seven, Mizzou. Then we had a couple games reprieve. You could kind of take, catch your breath a little bit until number seven, Michigan State, took out number two, Marquette, by nine. And after that, the upsets just kept rolling in. Number three, Baylor, lost to number six, Creighton, by nine as well. FDU's Cinderella story got cut short by FAU. Not an upset, but still worth mentioning. Number five, Miami took down basketball blue blood number four, Indiana, and that just leaves four top two seeds, two number twos and two number ones. So also, I told you not to take my advice. Um, it should be very apparent as three quarters of my final four teams are now out of the tournament. So maybe don't listen to me and pick by pretty colors and cute mascots. Moving on to what we hope is less depressing news to the NFL and basketball great Magic Johnson has put in a bid for the Washington Commanders. The group he is a part of, which is called the Harris Group, failed to buy the Denver Broncos last year, but they also own the NBA 76ers and the NHL New Jersey Devils. It has been a crazy week in the NFL as far as 
players moving around teams. So to start us off, the Raiders, who got rid of Derek Carr from their quarterback position, signed quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo this past week. The Panthers got quarterback Anthony Dalton. The Cowboys released star running back Zeke Elliott. Quarterback Baker Mayfield is now at Tampa Bay, playing for like the third team he signed with in the last four years. He emphasized that he is not Tom Brady, but let's be honest, we all knew that. And the biggest one perhaps of the last week is not official yet, but the rumors have been swirling for over a week now, is that the New York Jets are looking at acquiring quarterback Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. He would be the second quarterback, longtime standing Packers quarterback, to go from the Packers to the Jets before setting the bench for his career, a.k.a. last quarterback to do that was Brett Favre. Moving along to a little bit of golf news. The Live Tour had its first event in Tucson, Arizona this past week, and they had a four-man playoff between Australian Danny Lee, uh, South African Louis Oosthuizen, American Brandon Steele, and Mexican Carlos Ortiz. Ortiz got out on the first playoff hole when he hit a bogey. They then had to return to the 18th three times before we finally got a result. And Danny Lee birdied that third time after hitting the flagstick and it rolled in to the hole. He took home the title and $25 million. It is also a rumor that um, rumor slash proven by some articles that the CW TV ratings for this live tour event were even worse than the first one. Um, so that is not going according to plan for the Saudi backed league there. Moving along to the PGA Tour, it was the final golf tournament in the Florida Swing before they head to Texas, and Taylor Moore won that tournament by one over Adam Sheck. He bogeyed the final hole to give up the lead. This is Moore's first win. The Oklahoman went to, to Arkansas and turned pro in 2016. Pretty good considering he's only had five top tens in his entire career. So to turn around and win this one is huge. And he gets a spot in this year's Masters. A little bit of Olympic news, and we will round it out with skiing because it is the final World Cup event. Slovenia and Petra Vilova won the last women's slalom event of the World Cup season. Schifrin placed third. She's not too sad, though, since she made the most on tour, making over $1 million in prize money this season. Marco Odermott, who we talked about last week, won the season's overall World Cup title and did it in record fashion. He won the most he won by the most points ever, 2,042 points. He broke a 23-year-old record. We also have begun postseason for NCAA women's gymnastics, and Florida's Trinity Thomas is just one perfect 10 away from the overall NCAA record of 28. She would tie UCLA's Jamie Donchner and Kentucky's Jenny Hansen. Trinity had two perfect tens this past week at SECs. The 26th was on bars. That was her first bar perfect 10 of the season. She is also the reigning all-around champion from last year. So we will see if she can get it done here in the next couple of weeks. Um, na nationals will be in April. United States silver medalist Raven Saunders in the shot put has been banned for 
18 months from competition for failing to show up for a doping test. This was her third failure to show in the span of one year, thus the ban. You might remember this rule as Christian Coleman, the famous sprinter, had the same issue and missed the Olympics for it. Saunders is lucky in that sense, though, as we are still 500 days out from Paris. So she will be able to compete and eligible to compete in the Paris Olympics, but not at World Championships. And finally, a little bit of odd news. This isn't technically an Olympic sport, but I'll put it in here. Ryan Reddington won the Iditarod this past week. It has run in his family for quite some time, as both his grandpa and his dad are in the Mushing Hall of Fame. Not You can't make this stuff up, people. <laughs> so that wraps up what happened over the last week. Now let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. We are going to start with baseball right off the bat, same as we did for the blog this week. Again, we are at the end of spring training going into opening day next week, but we are rounding out the World Baseball Classic tonight, the semifinal Japan versus Mexico. They play tonight at six o'clock on Fox Sports One. That will determine who goes on to play the United States in the final, which will be Tuesday at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports One. For NCAA softball and baseball, we have a lot of top 10 matchups. So hold on because I'm going to go through these as quick as I can. Tomorrow, we start with softball number 12, Arkansas versus number 13, Alabama. They will play at noon on SEC Network. They will then play again on Wednesday. Remember, these usually happen in threes. They play at 4 p.m. on Wednesday on ESPNU. Then number 13, Alabama, turns around on Thursday and goes to play number nine, Texas. That will be televised at 1 p.m. on Longhorn Network. And then another game at four, same teams, doubleheader on Longhorn Network as well. Friday, you can catch an ACC matchup, number six, Florida State versus number 16, Duke. They play at 5 p.m. on ACC. Finally, we move over to baseball, ranked first ranked matchup, number five, Arkansas versus number one, LSU at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Sticking with baseball on Saturday, number 21, Texas A&M Aggies versus number 12, Tennessee at 11 a.m. on ESPN2, followed by number five, Arkansas versus number one, LSU at one on SEC Network. Still on Saturday, moving to softball, number 13, Alabama versus number 14, Tennessee. They play at four on SEC. Back to baseball for Arkansas, number five versus number one, LSU. They play again at 8 p.m. on ESPNU this time. And back to softball, number 11, Florida versus number 12, Arkansas at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Two, Sunday, catch baseball matchups number 22, Mizzou versus number 11, South Carolina at 11 a.m. on SEC, followed by number five, Arkansas versus number one, LSU at noon on ESPN. And finally, rounding out softball and baseball for the week, softball number 11, Florida versus number 12, Arkansas. They play at 5 p.m. on ESPNU. This week, we only have two games in the NBA that are televised. The Warriors play the Mavericks at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. That is a six versus seven matchup in the West. And then the Suns take on the Lakers at nine at, on ESPN as well. The Lakers sit currently at 10th in the West versus number four in the West for the Suns. 
for NCAA basketball. We have a nice long break to recuperate before we get back to March Madness crazy tournament style. On Thursday, we enter the Sweet 16, though, with number seven, Michigan State versus number three, Kansas State at 530 on TBS, followed by number eight, Arkansas versus number four, Yukon at 615 on CBS. Number nine, FAU takes on number four, Tennessee at eight on TBS. And rounding out the first day of Sweet 16 games, number three, Gonzaga versus number two, UCLA at 845 on CBS. We then have Four Sweet 16 games on Friday. Number five, San Diego State versus number one, Alabama at 5.30 p.m. on TBS. Number five, Miami at number one, Houston. Again, a five versus one double matchup there. Houston takes on uh, Miami at 6.15 on CBS. Number 15, Princeton makes the Sweet 16. They take on number six, Creighton at eight on TBS. And number three, Xavier plays number two, Texas at 8.45 on CBS. The Elite Eight games will take place on Saturday and Sunday. Those are all obviously teams to be determined, but also at what times to be determined and what channels most likely it will be CBS and TBS. This week, we have four games in the XFL all on Saturday and Sunday. The Sea Dragons versus the Guardians at noon on ABC on Saturday, followed by the Battle Hawks versus the Vegas Vipers at six on FX. Sunday, a rematch of last week. San Antonio takes on Arlington at 2 p.m. on ABC. The Houston Roughnecks take on D.C. Defenders at 6 on ESPN2. This week for the PGA Tour, we have two tournaments going on. The Dell Match Play Day 1, which is tournament style, and this will begin group play on Wednesday. That will start at 2 on Golf Channel. Then Thursday, day 2 begins also at 2 on Golf Channel. But you can also catch the Putacana Championship Round 1 at 10.30 on Golf Channel. So if you want to watch early, feel free to turn on Golf Channel because there will be golf on. Friday, you can catch the Putacana Championship Round 2. That will be at 10.30 on Golf Channel. Followed by day 3 of the Dell Match Play at 2 on Golf Channel. Then on Saturday, we get to Dell Match Play round of 16 and the quarterfinals will take place on that same day. You can catch that at 10 a.m. on Golf Channel or 11 a.m. on NBC. That will be a big day as that cut goes from round robin play to the tournament style. That will knock out a lot of players, but they will play two full rounds of golf that day. Also, the Putacana Championship Round 3 will be at 2 on Golf Channel on Saturday. The Dell Match Play Semifinals and Finals, so again, they will play two full rounds of golf, will be on Sunday. You can catch that at 10 a.m. on Golf Channel and then at 2 on NBC. Putacana also final round wraps up at 2 on Golf Channel. If you need more on how the Dell Match Play works, this is PGA Tour's version of March Madness. That's why it happens in March check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. I also did a podcast on it last year. So check that out if you want to learn how that works. Hockey is also wrapping up as the month of March is coming to a close. Tuesday, catch the Maple Leafs at the Islanders at 6.30 on Hulu. The Penguins at the Avalanche play on Wednesday at 7 p.m. on TNT, followed by the Coyotes at the Oilers at 9.30. Thursday, catch the Wild at the Flyers at 5.30 p.m. on ESPN, followed by the Penguins at the Stars at 8. Then on Saturday, catch the Sabres at the Islanders at 4 on Hulu and the Capitals versus the Penguins. Again, the Penguins, lots of TV time this week. They play at 7 on ABC. 
Moving on to Olympic sports, and that's pretty much it for me this week. So Tuesday, it is the World Figure Skating Championships. Catch that beginning on USA. That will begin tomorrow with the men's short program. That will be at 5 a.m. and the pairs free skate at 7 a.m. again on USA. This is happening over in Japan, thus the crazy time change or the crazy time um, on TV. Wednesday, catch the women's free skate. That will be on at 6.30 a.m. on USA. And then Thursday, catch the men's free skate at 5.30 a.m. on USA. Saturday, if you decide to sleep in and miss all of that, the World Figure Skating Championships will be featured prime time on Saturday at 7 p.m. on NBC, followed by Sunday, Alpine Skiing, the FIS, Michaela Schifrin, like, highlight reel will be at 11 a.m. on NBC to round out your week on Sunday. That wraps it up for me this week. Hopefully your bracket made it longer than mine did. Hard not to since I went 0-3, but March Madness truly lived up to its name. You know I got you covered this next week as we roll into the Sweet 16. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more times and games. And I will catch y'all next week for the weekly update.